You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number seven. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for episode seven of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite topics. And no, we're not talking about Facebook ads this time. We're talking about goal setting. I absolutely love talking about big goals. I love setting big goals and I love dreaming about what is possible. And I want to invite you to do the same. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, then I'm sure you're no stranger to goal setting and smart goals. So I'm not going to focus this episode on how to set big goals. But today I want to talk about why you shouldn't be afraid to set those huge, scary goals. And we're also going to talk about what to do if you're behind on your goals for the year. So for today's episode, you can find all of the links and resources that I mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash seven. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E dot com slash the number seven. So this episode is for you if you like big goals and you cannot lie. Okay, <laughs> shout out to any Sir Mix-A-Lot fans. But really, you have big ambition and you're not willing to settle for the status quo. Maybe you're losing momentum on your goals and you want to figure out if you should change course or recommit. Maybe you just want to know how to stay on track even when you're feeling discouraged. We're going to talk about all of that and more in today's episode. Now, if you're brand new to the podcast and who I am, then hello, welcome. I am Monica Louie, as I said, and I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. And my team and I actually ran the numbers recently and we realized that we have managed more than $1 million in ad spend and we've served more than 500 students and clients. And we are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. So the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And of course, Facebook ads can be an important part of that. So if you are ready to get started with Facebook ads, then I invite you to check out my free Facebook ads starter kit. And you can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. This guide will take you through these six steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus, there's a handy checklist so that you can make sure you've got everything you need before you jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you love a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook ads, go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have more information there about our services. Okay, let's dive into why you shouldn't be afraid to set huge, scary goals and what to do if you're behind on your goals for the year. I absolutely love this time of year. So if you're listening to this when this comes out, we are right now in June and 
It's actually the last day of school for my son. My daughter just graduated from preschool last week, and so we are ready to begin our summer. And I absolutely love it because it's gorgeous here in the Pacific Northwest. We (laughs) tend to have a lot of rain and cold weather for about nine or 10 months of the year, but I can usually, not always, but usually count on June beginning to have some sunshine and we've been having a great June so far. So this is a great time of year because everybody's getting ready to enjoy their summer and it's also a good time to reflect on how far you've come in the middle of the year. So that's why I want to talk about goal setting right now, because I know for myself, I always set big goals at the beginning of the year. I have a lot of ambition, a lot of energy, a lot of motivation, a lot of drive to achieve just amazing things in the new year. However, as we get closer to the middle of the year, we can start to lose momentum. And some people, you know, we've heard the studies and statistics about how people will, you know, give up on their New Year's resolutions by the end of January. So when it comes to setting goals for our businesses, we need to be very mindful of setting big goals, but then also how we're going to maintain those and keep the momentum going throughout the entire year. So that's why I want to talk about this right now. And if you're listening to this podcast, then my guess is that you are like me and you are super ambitious. You have a lot of things that you want to achieve in your lifetime and building a big successful business, whatever that means to you, is at the top of your list. So when it comes to setting huge, scary goals, they can actually be, well, you know, scary. (laughs) But that's the point, right? We've all heard the saying that growth happens just outside your comfort zone. So today I want to talk about setting those huge, scary goals and what to do if you're behind, and I'm using air quotes, on your goals for 2019. Now, if you've been in the entrepreneurial circles for any length of time, then you've probably heard of the best-selling book by Jim Collins called Good to Great. Now, if you haven't read that book, I encourage you to do so. But in this book, he shares the key characteristics that companies have that help them go from being good companies to great companies. And one of those key characteristics is that they all have what Collins refers to as BHAGs or big, hairy, audacious goals, B-H-A-Gs, right? Okay. So I actually prefer the term (laughs) big, scary goals because I don't know, I just get this weird visual happening when I think about big, hairy goals. So I like to say big, scary goals. (laughs) But whatever you want to call it, I just love the idea of setting big, scary, audacious, ambitious goals, and especially when it comes to our business. I definitely agree with Grant Cardone in the 10X rule where he says that success is our responsibility. So being ambitious, being successful is actually our responsibility to the world. And I truly believe that. I think that we were put on the planet to do amazing things and to make the world a better place and to make a significant contribution. And so that's one of the things, one of the reasons that drives me in my business to make sure that I am helping a lot of people, that I am serving the world, I'm making an impact. And it's also the example that I want to set for my kids. I want to show them that you can create the life that you want. You can determine what you want. You have the freedom in this world to create any kind of life that you can imagine, and you can make 
a great living by also helping a lot of people. And so you can serve the world, but you can create a great life in the process and become very successful. So that's why I totally agree with Grant Cardone uh, when he says that success is our responsibility. I think that we were put on this planet in order to make an impact and to make the world a better place. And if you haven't heard my story yet, one of the big scary goals that my husband and I set long time ago now, it was uh, back in the summer of 2013. So what is that? Six years ago, six years ago, we decided that we were going to pay off all of our debt, including our mortgage by the time we turned 40. And we were 32 at the time. So you can do the math. (laughs) We are, well, I'll be turning 38. My husband's 38. And uh, so we decided that we were going to pay off all of our debt, including our mortgage by the time we turned 40. Now, this wasn't necessarily to serve the world and create a bigger impact in the world, but it was, it came out of a necessity for us to feel more in control of our finances. I become a stay-at-home mom. I left my corporate job because we had a little boy uh, who was just about to turn two and I was pregnant with our daughter. And so I wanted to have more flexibility in, in my schedule so I could spend more time with my kids rather than spending 50 plus hours in my corporate job, you know, and then adding a commute to that as well. And so my priorities had changed. So I ended up leaving my corporate job and we were trying to be smart about making that transition with our finances, but we still felt very vulnerable when we made the switch. When I left my job, uh, we felt very vulnerable in our finances. And so I decided that I was going to take it upon myself to figure out this whole world of personal finance and how we could be smarter with our money, how we could make better financial decisions and how people actually survived without feeling stressed on a single middle-class income raising a young family. So that's when I started learning about all these stories of people who were not only just staying afloat on a single middle-class income, but who were also paying off tons of debt really quickly. And I found Uh, stories of people who were just like us. They were on a single income, they had young kids, yet they were putting all of their effort into paying off their debt really quickly and becoming debt-free, including their mortgage with a young family. So that really inspired us to take swift action and set this goal, this big, scary goal of paying off all of our debt, including our mortgage by the time we turn 40. And so that gave us eight years to pay off $320,000 of debt. I remember I heard this quote during that time that really helped me feel committed to this goal. Um, so I love quotes. So <laughs> I will probably share a few with you today. But one, but this one in particular was from Earl Nightingale. And he said, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass anyway. And I remember hearing that and really feeling like that resonated with me because even though we were setting this big goal, paying off 320000 of debt in eight years by the time we turned 40, that I knew that even if we didn't hit the goal, even if it took us nine years or 10 years even, you know, or 12 years, whatever, that just shooting for the goal would help us make progress faster than if we didn't set the goal, if we didn't shoot for it in the beginning anyway. So when it comes to setting goals, you know, we've all heard of SMART goals, And the T and the acronym SMART is the time limit. So 
in order to have a goal, you know, we've heard the quote, a goal is a dream with a deadline. So we need to have a deadline for our goal in order to be able to measure whether or not we hit the goal. I think though that if you set a big goal that yes, you want to have an an initial deadline, but even if you don't hit that deadline, then you are still farther along, whether you hit the goal or not, than if you hadn't made the goal in the first place. And so that's how we looked at our debt freedom goal. And that's how I look at goals in my business as well. So in 2000. 17, that was the first year of my Facebook ads business. I sold my debt freedom blog at the end of 2016. And it was pretty much December when I made the transition to doing Facebook ads coaching full time. And so my business really grew throughout 2017. So in 2017, my goal was to make $100,000 in my business. And I had absolutely no basis for that number. It was just a number that sounded great. It was a number that sounded audacious to me. <laughs> but it was something that I wanted to shoot for. It, it was a goal that excited me because I knew that if I could push myself to try and get out of my comfort zone in order to give myself a chance of hitting that goal, then I was going to be able to build my business a whole lot faster and a whole lot stronger than if I tried to be much more you know, realistic with my goal, considering it was my first year in business. Now, with my Debt Freedom blog, I did end up selling that blog, but it wasn't like it was making a whole lot of money. In fact, in 2016, I made just over $8,000 from that blog. So going from $8,000 to $100,000 in revenue just seemed quite frankly, ridiculous. And um, I actually had a mentor of mine tell me when I was telling her about my goal that it was to bring in 100000 in revenue in my first year of business. She cautioned me about setting such a big goal because she didn't want me to be disappointed. But I knew that with the momentum and the confidence that I was building and that I was being willing to push myself out of my comfort zone that I didn't want to play small anymore. I really wanted to build a successful business. That was my goal in staying at home was to give myself the time to invest in building up a successful business that I could grow as my kids were entering school. So that was my goal. So I just knew that if I played it safe with a smaller, more realistic goal, then I wouldn't push myself as hard. I wouldn't be willing to take those risks that felt very scary to me and that were, you know, just outside of my comfort zone. (laughs) With a bigger goal, I would be more likely to say, okay, well, who do I need to be in order to be a six-figure business owner? And so that's the way that I approached it. So in 2000, 17, my very first year in business, I ended up earning 91,000 in my business that year. So no, I didn't hit the six-figure mark in my first year of business, but I came darn close. And looking back, I'm just so proud of myself for doing that because I did, having that goal, it really did help me build momentum so that I could be on track to almost hit it. Once I hit almost, well, once I almost hit that goal in 2017 and in 2018, making six figures was not even a question. Once I hit almost six figures in my first year of business in 2018, I two and a half times my revenue and created a multiple six figure business. So by setting the bar higher initially, that's what allowed me to grow even faster. What's funny is that in 2018, 
my goal was to hit seven figures. So even though I only hit 91,000, and I say only because I didn't even hit six figures in my first year of business, but I only hit 91,000. In 2018, I kept that same mentality of go big or go home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to 10X my revenue. (laughs) I think I had just gotten done reading the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. So I was like, let's do it. Let's 10X. I talked to my team. I was like, we're going to 10X and we're going to hit a million in 2018. So while we didn't even come close, you know, close, relatively speaking, where we made uh, 237,000 in revenue in 2018, we didn't even, you know, come close. It wasn't like we were at 948,000 or something like that. But we still set our eye on the prize and so that continues to be our goal. So, 2019 our goal is to hit a million in revenue and whether we do it or not, time will tell, but that is where we are focused on. That we are focused on creating a seven-figure business. Hence the name of this podcast. We want to flourish to seven figures. We love helping our clients flourish to seven figures as well. And And so that is why we are keeping that our goal. So even though we didn't hit the deadline, we don't look at it as thinking that we failed. We didn't hit it, so therefore we failed. No, we're actually really proud of how much progress we made in 2018. And we realized that we were really just setting the foundation in order for our business to continue to grow and scale in 2019 and beyond. And we know that if we don't hit the goal in 2019, then you can bet it's gonna be the same goal in 2020. So it's going to be the same goal until we hit it. So I'm going to throw another quote at you just because I love all of these inspirational quotes, especially when it comes to goal setting. So the quote by Norman Vincent Peale, I think is how you say his name, shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And that is how I definitely approach goal setting. I would much rather aim higher and miss than be too safe with my goal setting, make it but not reach my true potential. So if you set small, safe goals, I mean, that's the fastest way to know that you're limiting yourself. If you are setting a realistic goal that doesn't even push you, that doesn't stretch you, then you're going to be limiting yourself for sure. If you set huge, scary goals, you will go farther and achieve more than you ever thought possible. So that's why I love setting big, scary goals, because I know that if they scare me, if they feel out of reach, then that means that I'm just getting that much closer to hitting my potential. And once I hit the goal, because I am determined that even if I don't do it right now, I will eventually hit that goal, then I will still be achieving more than I ever thought possible. So to think bigger, stretch your goals so that they are way out of your comfort zone, but we also don't want to be in the delusional zone. So how do you know if you're being delusional? Well, if you look around and you can't find anybody who has ever accomplished your goal or something similar, then maybe you're being delusional. However, uh, the Wright brothers, people probably thought that they were delusional when they had the idea to build a flying machine. And people can honestly think that Elon Musk might be delusional with his goal of creating a colony on Mars. So my advice to you is try to find anybody who has accomplished your goal. And 
If you are able to find other people who have accomplished that goal or something similar, then know that it definitely is possible for you and keep that in mind as you keep going. So look at the people who've accomplished what you want to accomplish and then also pay attention to any adversity or challenges that they had to overcome in order to make it a reality. And chances are that it wasn't an easy path to success for them. The truth is there are probably people out there who've achieved your goal with many more challenges than you're facing right now. Maybe their spouse wasn't supportive or maybe they have a learning disability. I don't know, but I know that there are people out there who are doing amazing things who have many more challenges than we probably have. Another thing to think about when setting your big scary goals is to look at your past accomplishments to find proof that you have done impossible things in the past, things that you probably thought you weren't going to be able to achieve. You probably already have some huge wins under your belt. So one thing that comes to mind was when I was a freshman in high school And I was a straight A student growing up and I was about to get all A's in all of my classes except for honors geometry. So I was in honors geometry and I was struggling. I was always prior to that point, very strong in math and prided myself in being, you know, feeling very confident in my math abilities. However, with honors geometry, I don't know, something about the theorems, it was it was challenging for me to say the least. And so I did the math. I figured out that for the final, in order to had have an A in the class, I had to get an A on the final. I could not get lower than 90% on the final in order to get an A in the class. So I got to work. I studied the theorems. I remember I crammed all night long writing theorem after theorem after theorem, trying to memorize them so that they would cement themselves into my brain so that I would be able to remember them and use them when I did the final. So I got through the final and I remember feeling like I did pretty good. I remember feeling pretty good about it, but I wasn't sure if I did well enough. And so I remember on the day that he posted the grades outside the classroom, I was so nervous to go see my my score, but I knew like that was the defining moment. It was either I was going to get a B in the class or I was going to get an A in the class. And so I went to see the list of grades. He put everybody's grades out there and I ended up getting the highest grade on the final out of everybody in the class. And the way that my teacher did it was he would take the top grade and make that the 100%. And then everybody who got, you know, below that would get an appropriate grade from there. So I ended up, I didn't get 100% on the final, but because he graded that way in the top person, the top score became 100%. I ended up getting 100% on the final. I got my A in honors geometry and my straight A perfect record was intact at least for a little while longer until honors chemistry, but that's another story. But I do remind myself of how proud I felt when I got my score, that I just felt like it was this insurmountable obstacle that like, what were the chances that I was going to be able to study hard enough? I'd been struggling all semester. What were the chances that I was going to be able to 
do well enough on this one test, this one test that determined my final grade, but I ended up putting in the work and I made it happen and I did it. And so that's something that I look back on, even though it's, you know, 20 something years ago, I am still really proud of myself for achieving that when I didn't think it would be possible. So I invite you to look at your past accomplishments so that you can find proof that you have done impossible things in the past. And that will build up your confidence that you can do impossible things in your future as well. Okay, so let's talk about what to do if you are behind on your goals for 2019, or if you're listening to this in the future, at any time. If you are feeling like you should be farther along toward your goals, then I wanna talk about some strategies that you can take to figure out how to move forward. So first, I want you to understand that just because you might be behind on your goal, that doesn't mean that you're not going to hit it. It absolutely doesn't mean that your destiny is created and that you are on the path of failure. We have no way to predict the future. And so just because the math might mean that we are not on track to hit our goal doesn't mean that we might be surprised or there might be some unknown opportunity that we just can't see right now that might come out of the woodwork and help us get closer to achieving that goal. So just because you might be behind or think that you're behind on achieving your goal, that doesn't mean that you're absolutely not going to hit it. You never know what lies ahead. All right, so let's say you're behind on your goal. You really have two options. So you can decide if you're going to recommit to your goal and still strive to hitting it, even though you might feel behind, or you can decide if you're going to adjust it. So if you decide to recommit, then I want you to get resourceful. So I have an exercise to take you through. So if you are feeling behind on your goal and you are deciding to recommit that you are going to make this happen, then I want you to take out a pen and paper and do this with me. So I want you to first make a list of all the reasons why it's possible for you to hit your goal. Maybe it's not probable, but can you see, can you begin to list out reasons why it could be possible for you to still hit your goal? Even though you're feeling behind on hitting your goal, is it possible? Then once you've got that list, I want you to start listing out ideas that come to mind about how you can move the needle quicker. So what can you do to move the needle quicker? What kind of lever can you pull to get you closer to your goal faster? And if it's a revenue goal, maybe you can offer a high ticket item that you've never offered before. So just get creative, start to list out some ideas that come to mind. And as you start to list out these ideas, even more ideas will come to mind. And so don't limit yourself. Don't stop yourself by thinking, oh, that's not a good idea. Just write everything that comes to mind and you never know, you might get a really great idea that could be the ticket to helping you achieve your goal. Also think about what resources do you have access to that can help you achieve your goal? Are there people in your network who can help you? Is a joint venture a possibility? So who are the people that you have in your network? What resources do you have? What other creative ways could you potentially create 
in order to achieve your goal. And then I want you to write down what has to happen in order to make this inevitable. So in order to make achieving your goal inevitable, what kind of things have to align? What has to happen in order to make it so? And then I want you to think about who do I need to be to make this happen? What kind of person do I need to be in order to hit my goal? How do I need to show up to hit my goal? So think about how do I need to think, feel, and act in order to be the person who achieves this goal? Take some time and brainstorm those things, and then you'll be able to focus and figure out what kind of picture you need to create in your mind in order to be on track to hitting this goal. And then I want you to commit to it every single day. Now, if you decide that you want to adjust your goal, then make sure that you like your reason for doing so. And it's okay. Goals can change. Things change. Not everything is going to be as important to you as you once thought it was. So maybe you have a goal on your list for 2019 that you are just not close to hitting. And maybe you realize, you know what? That's okay. That's not really important to me right now anyway. Or maybe my business went in a different direction that that is just not something that I need to prioritize right now. Just make sure that you are not adjusting from a place of scarcity that doesn't feel good. So you're not thinking that, oh, the goal is too far away, so I need to scale it back. And you're coming from a place of scarcity. I want you to really go through the exercise that I outlined for you. If you know that you still want to achieve that goal, really allow yourself to dive into the possibilities first of how that goal could come about before you decide to completely adjust it or scratch it off your list. And remember, you can move the deadline. So let's say you had a revenue goal for 2019 and you don't feel like that is possible right now to hit it, then maybe you push the deadline out a little a little bit further. Or maybe you decide, you know what, I'm still going to go all in on this goal. And if I don't make it, I'm not going to beat myself up, but I'm still going to go all in and do whatever I can in order to put myself on the best track in order to be able to hit the goal. And if I don't hit it, then I will just continue working toward that goal into 2020. That's perfectly okay. Okay, so if you did decide to recommit to your goal, then I want you to make sure that you check in with your goal every single day. So I have a daily reminder of my goals on my phone. And so I try to make a point to think about why I set those goals in the first place. And now, because we are halfway through the year, I'm beginning to see that some of those goals that I outlined back at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I've already crossed off my list. I've already been achieving them or some I'm really close to achieving. And so that is really exciting and it's helping to keep my motivation up to keep pushing forward on my other goals. And I want you to get clear on your why for each of your goals. So the stronger your why is, the more determined you'll be to hit your goal even when it seems like it's out of reach. So get very clear on why you set the goal in the first place. And then remind yourself of that every single day. Also, find someone with a similar goal 
or share it with a mastermind group or accountability buddy. So get some help in staying accountable to your goals so that you have somebody that you can check in with to keep them updated of your progress. Somebody who's going to ask you about your goal. If it's really important to you, then you should be sharing your goal with specific people, or maybe it's just one person, but find somebody who will be rooting for you to achieve that goal. And then finally, track your progress. Be sure to look back and see how far you've come rather than focusing on how far you still have left to go. And this really helped us on our debt-free journey. And it's one of the reasons why we were able to stay committed and keep going even when we felt like our progress was slow. So as we were getting out of debt, every single month, I would track how much total debt we had paid off ever since we started our plan. And I also tracked how much we paid off that month, but I really focused on the total number, the bigger number of how far we had come. So that even if, you know, in those months where we had only paid the minimum amounts on our debt, we were able to still see that we were still making progress. Overall, we could be really proud of ourselves as to how far we had come on our goal. Now, I want you to remember Henry Ford's quote that whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. And this is so true when it comes to anything that we put our minds to. If we firmly believe that we can achieve a goal, then we can prove ourselves right. And if we firmly believe that it is impossible, that we just can't, it's completely out of our reach, then we're going to prove that to be true as well. So that's why I really want you to focus on the possibilities and focus there as you work toward achieving your goal. And I bet that you will surprise yourself. Now, I wanna share some resources with you that have helped me with goal setting. And if you haven't read these books, then I encourage you to do so. I think they are must-read must read books for any entrepreneur. So the first one is The One Thing by Gary Keller. So the premise of this book is that in our businesses, at any one time, we have one key thing that will help drive our business forward, that will help us achieve our goals, that if we focus on that thing and doing that thing well and devoting time to that thing, then that will make everything else either easier or not necessary. The second book I want to recommend is The 12-Week Year by Brian Moran, I think is how you say his name. But this book was a game changer for me this year. So I read it at the end of 2018, and I bought it for my key employees as well to go through. And we have been implementing the strategy in the 12-week year ever since, and that has helped us stay much more accountable toward our goals and have an actionable plan for each week so that we know exactly what we need to do every single week in order to set ourselves up for success to be on track to hit our goals. I have always loved planning, but the process in the 12-week year has really helped me bridge the gap between the high-level plan and the day-to-day action-oriented plan. So I highly recommend that book. And then the other book that I recommend is 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. I mentioned it earlier, but I think that is a great book for motivation and inspiration as to why we should be thinking bigger and pushing ourselves to achieve more. And I really do think that it comes down to success is our responsibility. I 
absolutely agree with him on that. And so I definitely recommend that book. And it's a fairly quick read. And then also, I just wanted to give a shout out to Michael Hyatt's program, Five Days to Your Best Year Ever. So for the past two years, I have gone through this program through Pat Flynn's affiliate program, his bonus program for it. And it has been a great process for me to get clear on what my goals are for the year. And then I bring those to my team so that we can create our 12-week year plan to figure out exactly how we're going to achieve those goals. And I will have all of the links and the resources that I mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, which you can find at monicalouie.com slash seven. I would absolutely love to hear what your huge, scary goals are. So please share them in the comments at monicalouie.com slash seven. I'd love to hear what you're working toward and give you some encouragement. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast and subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Next week, I've got another insightful interview coming your way. I just love doing these interviews. New episodes come out every single Thursday, and you definitely do not want to miss next week's episode. My guest has built an amazingly successful online business in just the last few years, and she's sharing how she's growing her email list using Instagram, plus a whole lot more. So if you're ready for some advanced growth strategies, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app, so you'll be sure to get the next episode as soon as it comes out. All right, that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me today. Take care and bye for now. 